Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Welcome to Hags. We be hagging. If you're just tuning in for the first time, <laughs> thanks for joining us. <laughs> welcome. Uh, welcome. Today we've got a special guest in the Hag studio, Kincaid Walker, actress, writer, and creator of Hug It Out, joins us to talk baby spas, huh? trusting your gut, mm-hmm. buttholes, yeah! and unrequited love. Oh. And the topic of today is persistent. I didn't say that before. <laughs> <laughs> But first, Nicole's going to take it away with our boss-ass bitch of the week. Today's boss-ass bitch is Ella Baker. Born in 1903 in Norfolk, Virginia, Ella Baker became one of the leading figures of the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s. In 1957, Baker helped launch the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, or SCLC, under the presidency of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., She ran its Atlanta office and served as the organization's acting executive director. However, she also clashed with Dr. King and other male leaders of the SCLC who allegedly were not used to receiving pushback from such a strong-willed woman before exiting the organization in 1960. During her time with the SCLC, Baker organized the event that led to the creation of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, or SNCC, in 1960. She offered her support and counsel to this organization of student activists. After leaving the SCLC, Baker remained active in SNCC for many years. She helped them form the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party, or MFDP, in 1964 as an alternative to the state's Democratic Party, which held segregationist views. The MFDP even tried to get their delegates to serve as replacements for the Mississippi delegates at the National Democratic Convention in Atlantic City, New Jersey, that same year. While they were unsuccessful in this effort, the MFDP's actions brought significant attention to their cause. While not as well-known as Dr. King, John Lewis, or other famed leaders of the civil rights movement, Ella Baker was a powerful behind-the-scenes force that ensured the success of some of the movement's most important organizations and events. Her life and accomplishments were chronicled in the 1981 documentary, Fundi, the story of Ella Baker. Fundi was her nickname from a Swahili word that means person who passes down a craft to the next generation. Her name lives on through the Ella Baker Center for Human Rights, which aims to combat the problems of mass incarceration and strengthen communities for minorities and low-income people. Clearly, Ella Baker was a boss-ass bitch. Oh, hags! Hags! Oh. Hags. 50 years. (laughs) My cats will be with me. And Alex, for Your, 50 years. Oh, they'll, they're going to outlive you. Yes. That's We've the, already established. A mother never wants to marry yes. her cat children. 100%. Yes. That, that video that Nicole just showed um, us, which is of a tiny baby kitten falling asleep until it finally its head is too heavy for its body, um, <laughs> reminded me of a video I saw on Facebook that apparently there's this like spa for babies. What? And the woman who like runs the spa, it was kind of... It, it caught my attention because very quickly in this video, the woman who runs the spa is on the uh, is like gets very defensive, it, oh. like almost immediately right off the bat of the Ooh. baby spa video. She's like, people see this video and they think the, that it's hurting the babies. What? And I was like, oh god, I don't even know <laughs> what? what's happening what? yet. Have but we seen the video yet? I'm already <laughs> concerned for the babies <laughs> just based on your reaction. And what it is is it's it's these like floaty pillows that go around their necks oh yeah and so it's just supporting them under their chin by a life 
vest sort of a thing, but their body isn't it. Their body floats and their head is like supporting all their weight. And basically what she's saying is like their heads, like they're supported by their chin when they're a tiny infant. Like that's totally fine. It's not choking them. Well, they're They're so gooey. And they all like are like asleep in these things. They're so comfortable. They're squishy. Their heads are like half their body weight too. Like it's the majority of their mass. Yeah, man. Which reminded me of that because the little kitten just finally can't hold up his huge comparatively to the rest of his body. Noggin. They're so they're only two weeks old. They're so stupid cute. They're so small. We were over there the other day and all they could do was meep, eat, and sleep. It was just so cute. God, cats live like the dream life too. They sleep what, like eighteen hours a day? Yeah. They do whatever the fuck they want. Humans just run around doing everything, doing their bidding. Absolutely. One hundred percent. When my cat yells at us, Winnie, she screams, we run into the bathroom and turn on the faucet because she needs that fresh water. She will die if she doesn't get that fresh water. <laughs> oh, sweet angel. She's very Aww. persistent. Hey. Oh. Nice. Um, we obviously introduced her in the introduction, but Kincaid Walker is in the studio with Yay. us today. Hello. Actress, writer, and all-around fantastic human being and verified Aww. boss-ass bitch. Wow. Hey. She's been verified by Hags Podcast. That's right. We, throw, we don't throw around those check marks lightly. We super don't. Not like we Twitter should get some marks. <laughs> yeah, we should we should do that. Should make that happen. Um, so thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having Welcome. me. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Hags. Oh my so. god! What? Yes, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic and makes me smile. Um, so persistent yeah. was your word of choice. It was what what sort of sparked your your feelings about that particular one? Well, I, you know, I admit it has the context of Elizabeth Warren and the Mitch McConnell comment. Mm-hmm. So that probably, uh, yes, got it. But I, I, I don't know. I zoomed in. You sent a fabulous list of words. Mm-hmm. But there's something about persistent that, like, I think is a really interesting, like, as a female, like, yeah. I, I feel like the older I get, the more persistent I get. Like, I, I'm sort of like overarchingly persistent but like in more like uh, uh assertive ways it, it kind of it, it it just triggered me on like yeah i think women need to be persistent in the way that that men a lot of times are to be honest sort of reared yeah. to be yeah if not like, more so yeah, yeah. Say what you want go after what you want like, continue doing it even if people tell you to shut the fuck yeah. up or that yeah. it's stupid or whatever absolutely. whatever absolutely yes. yeah exactly i so, dig that i dig, I dig that, that super too. hardcore Good. We we recently did diligent, and initially I was like, Mm. "Oh, that's kind of close to diligent." But in our diligent episode, we primarily ended up kind of talking about like female friendships, which obviously you've listened to it by now. It's not out yet at this particular real life moment, um, just to make that more confusing. Um, But what we really didn't get to that much, even in the diligent episode, was exactly what you're talking about about this sort of like continuous. Uh, unwavering movement forward towards whatever it is that matters to you Um, even if it's not necessarily like like progress uh, even if it's just sort of like being persistent in forming the life that you want however that looks or in fighting for a cause even if it seems like it won't help or you know what I mean like those those sort of uh, bigger life things Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I looked up, uh, I was looking it up today a little bit on the on the internets and uh, the word and um, it was saying an anonym for it. This is obvious, but it it triggered something in me where it said the anonym they gave was yielding. 
which oh. I thought, like, oh. which is kind of a thing I feel like women were often, you know, also trained to do yeah. Yeah. and trained yeah. how to be that way and always yield to your man. Don't want to make more money than your man. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure that everything's fine for him. Just he's the number one and, and you're the number two. Right. But we're tired of being shit. That's right. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do not yield. Riley has a visceral <laughs> I like I like yielding too, though, because it's not it's not stopping. Because I think it's obvious that, like, oh, you know, don't let anybody stop you from your dreams. But even like yielding, it, it's you know, but just slow down and let him pass. Right, exactly. Just being like, <laughs> or, or just being yeah. cautious, or just being like, okay, like I'll I'll do this when I, when blank, when like whatever. Like right. I'm waiting until this happens before I give myself permission to do this because I there's something is telling me that like maybe it's not okay or maybe I'm not good enough or maybe mm-hmm. I'm not ready and instead just being like fuck that <laughs> right. C- continue yeah. even okay. if you aren't ready or whatever you think yeah like kind of like uh, uh, waiting for permission or you know just kind of tiptoeing into something as opposed to kind of diving in like some of the things I've read about like you know, men are much more likely like in a job scenario that there's a job available and it has certain criteria for it. And a guy's like, whether or not this is totally true <laughs> is like, absolutely. I'm the right person for this job. I can do this. I, I, I'll i be great at this. But women will actually sort of look at the criteria, weigh it and, you know, reflect and go, oh, I, I would like to be better at this or like, you know, and kind I of wish I was qualified. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're probably more qualified than the guy who's like, you know, I know I'm, I'm the, the best. best person for this job. <laughs> yes. You know, exactly. Yeah. I actually All the have things some you want. firsthand experience with that. Um, I helped interview some bartenders for one of my old bartending jobs, which I no longer do um, because I need sleep and I can't be up that late. Um, Same. But I would have. I had a bunch of guys come in, and we. My thing was to test their like classic cocktail knowledge um, by having them make me said classic cocktails. One of the top five. Um, and a lot of the, it's like, you know, Bloody Mary, Margarita, Martini, Manhattan, like, and then the fifth one people get, I always chose aviation because it's way harder. I also have never heard of it. I don't even know what that is. It's a gin based drink. It's fucking delicious. Highly suggest. But like Mm. a Tom Collins or like an old fashioned, one of those like classic highballs could be the fifth one. Okay. It's interchangeable. Um, so I'd ask them usually to make me, uh, a martini. Because that's, you can tell a lot about a bartender. If you're like, make me a dirty martini. And they put vermouth in it. Wrong. Fire. Done. Sorry. Out. And a lot of the dudes would just be like, oh, of course I know how to make this. And then they would just shit all over the bar. Right? <laughs> right. And a lot of the women would be like, oh, I'm not super confident in my classic cocktail knowledge. But, you know, let me give it a go. Perfect drink. Wow. Perfect drink. Crazy. That's Stupid. That actually, I feel like I run into that at work as well because I train actors how to tape other actors essentially how to like do how to put somebody on tape be their off-camera reader run the camera make sure the lighting is good get the focus get the frame and like just it's not rocket science but there are like a few moving parts and it usually takes a second if you've never touched a camera before right. or whatever to catch on right. um and i definitely run into the same sort of thing people are like oh i tape my friends all the time like i'm i yeah this is piece of cake and even even just when they say that, even if they are really good, I'm always like, e, because I, every time they go into the room and they're more interested in showing me how confident they are than in doing the thing right. 
And like the flip side of it is sometimes we get people who are so nervous that they don't realize that they actually know what they're doing. Right. So they don't mm-hmm. have to be that nervous. So I'm like, no, you you know this. Every question you ask me, you're like, is it this? Like, yes. The answer is yes to all your questions. Like, mm-hmm. you know what it is. Just do it. But it's way more likely and way more like detrimental when it's the opposite, when it's like the overconfident, like I got this, then they like put something and they like break the camera because they like did one thing wrong too quickly without me being like, uh, and then, you know, it's like, God damn it. <laughs> Send them a bill. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Exactly. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we will not be employing you and we're going <laughs> to yes. definitely charge you for that yeah, camera. It's going to be a Thanks. cool 800. Yeah. It was only you. 400. He felt very bad. It only happened once, Ooh. but it did happen. Oh my God, it legit <gasps> happened. Yeah, for you sure. You billed him 400. No, we didn't bill him for oh, it. Did you make I him get like, a stick damn. and poke tattoo? <laughs> Thank yes, you. we brand them so that everyone knows. Yes, that's good. how it goes. But yeah. it's also an eyeball tattoo. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like in prison. Yeah, yeah, nice. Perfect. Okay, yeah, yeah cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's why you find more blowhard men than women. Yeah, I feel like that is like the definition of a blowhard is someone who's overly confident and breaks never the shuts up about something breaks a camera yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't find too many blowhard women. Like when you think of a blowhard, it's usually a dude. Yeah, I mean there are def there are definitely blowhard oh, sure. women. They exist. I've met but them. But you're def. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You're like I know at least a dozen. There's like <laughs> at least three <laughs> in this like room three right dozen now. Dudes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you're, you're right. It's just not not as common. Yeah. For sure. Oh God, blowhard sucks so hard. I'm trying to think of examples of blowhard blowhard women now. Oh yeah! Can you think of one in the public sphere? I feel I, like is Sarah Huckabee Sanders? I, yeah, is she, is she all, of yes. all of the like mouthpieces right? for Fox yeah, News. Right? Okay, mm-hmm. all, all so of them. So Serena Joy group them would together. have been a blowhard. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. I'm gonna group them together into like one blonde, like white. Yes. Skinny the, um, woman. Yes. Can Although, I see exactly. your manager starter pack woman? Correct. Absolutely. Uh, I think actually Serena Joy. I don't know if I would classify her as a blowhard no yeah actually because i don't know if i would either i think because the, the key to being a blowhard is being overly confident oh right and maybe she's and not i think so she's just confident enough mm. like she's just mm-hmm. the right amount of confidence she, for, yeah. for what she's got i mean she's from got, what we've seen I, so far yeah because yeah. right. she's, she's like, got, like smart alternative theories and cunning and all that like she's blowhards, like researched blowhards are definitely not yeah cunning. she does keep her cards right. close to her vest whereas right. i think most blowhards are like these are my cards yeah exactly serena joy's just terrible yeah, yeah. she's just a yeah. bad person yeah. right. Right. <laughs> but you know not to be confused uh, exactly. like the woman from uh that wild wild country Sh- uh, ma anand sheila yes what? blowhard blowhard have you seen it no really good mm-hmm. key phrase wanted- tough titties yeah I'm, she's amazing and i and i kind of love her yeah. um but also but super want to slap her face i'm sure if i ever had to deal with her on like a one-on-one she basically was like the mouthpiece for this cult movement in the 70s yeah oh. uh, early, early 80s early yeah. 80s um and and is like just no fucking nonsense like they'll be like oh well you know what do you think about the criticism of this and she'll be like those people are crazy like just like like no sort of like oh i don't know let me think about that well, that's an interesting yeah. point but like we actually feel differently you know she's just like on the aggressive at all times so aggressive. can't help yeah. herself so um, aggressive yeah she's a pretty so, example. okay she's probably a good example mm-hmm. yeah. tough titties i'm gonna say it tough as titties. long as we're still talking I about like, it is that, what just, is that like her, her well, they're like, what do you have to say uh, to people who this think like that the rajneesh blah blah blah, 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 blah the on the news and she's like i say tough titties 
And then she just makes so this good. face that's like, oh, you just want to oh, slap it. Yeah. <laughs> but also like kiss it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You like want to be her, <gasps> right. but you also like hate her, yeah. but you like love her. But yeah. you, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Like, is she persistent? Yeah. A 100%. <laughs> She's right. probably the okay. definite. So then that's maybe like the, de- like there's like persistent to a point and then there's maybe like shouldn't Negative be so persistent. persistent. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, I think what we're saying is that usually applies more to like that sort of blind, Ambitious. narcissistic. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's other components to it. Right. She may be good in the persistence category bad in the sort of in the like humanity because even it's funny you mentioned elizabeth warren obviously mm-hmm. um, love and her. we yes. love her so deeply mm-hmm. uh but i was just reading her father's day post i don't know if you guys saw that no um, she no. posted a picture of her father and she wrote this whole story about him um where he had always wanted to fly airplanes and he tried to get in I forget how it all goes, but it's like he tried to get into the Air Force, which was called something different at the time, um, and they wouldn't take him because he was too old. Oh, it was because he it was during like his family was affected by the Dust Bowl and like like they had to basically reset everything. So like by the time he was able to even apply to like follow his dreams, um, they're like, no, he's too old. We want younger men. And then he he tried to apply to be like a private pilot. And he was like ran into the same sort of things or like a commercial pilot. And and he never ended up becoming a pilot. It just he just like tried and tried and tried and it didn't work out. But it 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 like instilled something in her. And so even if like he even if he didn't get to be a pilot, he his persistence was still worthwhile. Yeah. And I was like, I, I feel like you rarely hear examples of people. I mean, and naturally, you're, we don't really tell like great stories about like she tried and tried and tried and never succeeded. Right, like, right. Like, I don't need that story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, not, but that's, that's actually my deepest fear. That's what keeps me awake at night. <laughs> Please don't tell me about that. But like the fact that there's like that that is still a good worthwhile action even though who knows what will happen at the end like that being an example for other people um or just sort of like practicing that sort of behavior i think is going to make you uh more attuned to the things that matter in life even if you are sort of wholeheartedly going at something that you never actually get definitely and what a great lesson for a, a child too like elizabeth because that's a solution based life Okay, that didn't work. What's next? Yeah. Okay, that didn't work. What's next? So it's not like, well, it didn't work. I quit. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is that's an excellent example. No wonder she's so freaking amazing. She's the best. And yeah. I, and she she equated it also to saying like that she had always wanted to be a teacher, and her mother was like, uh, mm, you need a college degree for that. You may want to rethink that because whoa, uh, <laughs> expensive, and I don't think so. And her dad was like, well, let's just let her try. Like let's just let her try. And that was kind of like the, all the permission that she needed right. to be like, I'm going to try this thing. And, you know, it might not work out, but I'm just going to put everything into it because then who knows? Right. And <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. It super worked out. Super worked out. <laughs> it worked out. Pretty well. Yeah. That reminds me of, and I'm now I'm uh, forgetting her name, but the woman who created Spanx, I think it's oh, Sarah Blakely. Yeah, she was Sarah on ba- Have you Shark seen Tank. her interviewed ever? She's incredibly interesting. Yes. And she, I, I, I don't remember what it was like. Some show, Rachel Maddow, somewhere back in the day, like a couple years ago, she was talking about like 
you know, because she doesn't have like a fashion background. She doesn't really like this was kind of something that she came up with because she wanted her clothes to look <laughs> like her yeah. clothes yeah. to look better. She on just her. like cut some pantyhose and was like, oh, this works. This would work. Yeah. <laughs> but she talked about like when she was a kid, her dad would, I think it was her brother and her, when they would sit at the table at night at dinner, he would say to them every night, like, okay, what did you fail at today? And it was like incumbent on them. They had like they had only failed if they hadn't tried something or said something or gone for something. And and maybe it didn't work it out, work out, but just kind of like taking a leap of faith on it. And, and she was saying that's like when she was doing spanks, like it was just this relentless thing. People saying like, you're not doing this right. You have to do these fashion, you know, whatever, all the things right. you're supposed to do. And she was like, you know what? I just I know I've got something and I'm I'm going to just keep going and. And there is something like as a person who's struggled with kind of perfectionism and and wanting people to give me permission, there was something about that story that and and the same with the Elizabeth Warren one where you're like, wow, that's that's really I, I would love to develop that kind of sense of like, fuck it all. Like, yeah, go yeah. for it. I've got something good here and I'm not stopping. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we as as actors sort of have to have that sort of like, fuck it, I'm doing this. I mean, mm-hmm. even if we do, like, I definitely struggle with per- being a perfectionist myself and wanting everything to be perfect and just so. And if it doesn't fit my plan, it's <laughs> like I have to, you know, work on it. Um, but I feel like just to move here and to be like, I'm special and talented enough to do this. We have to have a certain amount of like, well. Fuck it, you know, like, yeah. and a certain amount of um, comp- inherent confidence in ourselves, even if we feel that like in- tiny imposter or vulture on our shoulder that's like, you're terrible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, I know I can't kill you, but I can hopefully just quiet you down. Exactly. Just long enough to do what I have to do right now. I tiny straight jacket <laughs> now you put it on great <laughs> and silence yeah because <laughs> to survive in this town you gotta just keep your head down and keep pushing yeah and i think yeah, that applies right. to all sorts of different feel anytime yeah. anytime your dream is bigger than what currently exists immediately around you uh i think it requires some degree of being like I don't have all the answers about this and there are no guarantees, but let's hope something happens because we're just going to go for it. Um, And also, like, there's sort of like an inherent sense, I think, in like the idea of persistence of like, I mean, I guess courage, um, but also of of optimism that that you're not that you because you will hit bumps in the road and that it doesn't stop you. The first one doesn't stop you from, you know, you're not just like, oh, well, I tried it and it didn't work out that there's like inherently it it implies that you have hit those bumps and have persisted past them. It also implies that it hasn't just been like, yeah, I tried it and I got everything that I ever wanted immediately. And it was great. Like you you also don't get to be you don't get the persistent badge for that. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) I'm glad. Congratulations. But. Doesn't count. Oh, right. that's not the attitude I would take. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything's fine. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's good. Oh man. Um, so I would like to talk a little bit about your experience as a writer and producer of your own work because that obviously takes so much persistence, even just like personal persistence to be like, 
write this. Keep writing this. Now edit this. Now show it to people. See what they think. Maybe make some changes. Like all of that takes a lot of persistence. Um, so yeah, I would love to hear about your journey. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I I appreciate that. Um, I, it, it is interesting to think about it because I... I um, I was I I wrote this series called Hug It Out, which Riley is in and is phenomenal in. Um, but I have been writing for years and kind of like I have drawers of just like pages of stuff that I never shared with anybody and and so I did kind of just finally decide like you know what you're gonna you're gonna do this and I got really inspired by the idea and I had never produced anything and never put a team together of people and and even just the experience of you know, giving the script to you and saying like, hi, do you, are my words exciting enough for you to want to so come good. and play with and, <laughs> and do things with? Um, and so I think, yes, it has been a huge confidence builder and, and persisting with it now, like as it's been out and um, I was hoping I would be that person who annoyed you and had everything fall in my lap <laughs> with it. But it turns out it's just kind of still moving down the road on the festival circuit and all that. And so it's been great, but there is like having to keep believing in it and, and um, um, persisting with it has been a great uh, emboldening kind of like discovery about myself almost, you know, yeah. about like, Oh wow! I did this, and I made this, and people wanted to come be a part of it, and and um, I think it was really important me f- for me to do it, cha- it. It changed me, I think, kind of opened me up, you know. Just, yeah, yeah, that's so cool. I love Thank that too. You. That yeah. that Thanks. there's a sort of a discovery to being persistent as well, or um, to continuing to persist when things don't just fall into place perfectly right um obviously that happens a lot of the time for all of us yes. but uh, <laughs> um, the rare occasions <laughs> that it doesn't uh that that does teach you something about yourself and that that can in and of itself kind of be an accomplishment to be like i kept doing this even though it w- w- was hard or it was confusing or scary or like things didn't work out or the person i hired to be uh, the sound guy didn't show up one day or you know whatever right, whatever yeah. and kind of the self-belief of um um, kind of like have you you have to believe in yourself. It's kind of like going back to the like guys who are like, oh, I'm right for this job, whether they are yeah. or not. But like, yeah. you do have to get behind yourself, and I think that's something I'm learning too about like, you know, I can't just like hide in the sh- like, oh, I believe in it, but I don't want to offend anybody or like, you know, step on any toes by being really proud of my work or putting it out there. You know, you do have to kind of just go ahead and say hey, I made this and I love it and I, I want to share it with as many people who are who are into it. So yeah. yeah, there's something like, it's been a great a great eye-opener about my own disposition, I guess. Yeah, what are, so what, I'm sure that there are many things, many like challenges that you face because like you said, you were doing it for the first time. So it yeah. wasn't like, oh yes, this is my ninth series. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Everything's in place. <laughs> Huge budget, you know. (laughs) Absolutely no problems. Um, What were some of the, or even just one, like unexpected challenges that came up that you sort of had to persist through? Hmm. 
Because I'm, I feel like with any creative project, there's like expected challenges where you're like, I know this is gonna, I know like raising money is gonna be hard, mm-hmm. and I know you know like just like slogging through the process, it takes a while and things like that. But then there's always some shit <laughs> that comes up, and you're like, oh my god, I had no Surprise! idea that this right. was gonna be a thing that I was gonna need to even think or worry about. So right. I don't know if you had any of those moments, but we, um, I'm trying to think. There were some that were just, um. In the like, there was an episode where we were trying to find a restaurant. I mean, this is sort of it seems small, but at the time was like it was the last episode. We were trying to find a restaurant, and we didn't have the budget to really. And I rewrote it as um, the, the my character is going on kind of a first date. Is this the pool one? Yes. Oh my god, it's so good though. Oh, thank you. I would never have known that oh, that was exciting. like an adjustment in any way. That's exciting. So- I, and I don't want to spo- spoil it because you guys should watch it, but. But you should watch it and then know <laughs> that, ah, that's amazing. That's cool. So, yeah, so we didn't have a restaurant, but we had my friend Lindsay's house. Thank you, Lindsay, for letting <laughs> us take over your yard and pool. Um, and I was like, well, what if she just falls in the pool before they go on the date? And then they can't go on the date and they have it, you know, this kind of backyard date. Um, and I got a lot of pushback from a couple of people that, we're part of the process and and we're like, I don't know if that works. And I was like, no, I really, I think this could be good. And I actually think it's more creative than just a standard restaurant scene. And right. Nothing against those, but this would be a fun. And it was in character. It was yeah. her kind of neurotic thing she would pro- she would do. I saw this character doing. So um, so that was one that like, and, and it took a while. It was like, I think it was this last no second to last episode we shot and it was like we kept kind of kicking it down the road and it was like oh this is not this doesn't work for people they think the pool doesn't work so that was one where i had to really like kind of i don't know fight is maybe too strong but in a sense fight for my point of view on it and say no i think this this could be really fun so and people have Honestly, the reaction you had, Riley, which is like, oh, that's like such it's, a cool thing for yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, such like an almost like an iconic moment of the series uh, is like that because it all just I don't know. It all comes from the idea of like the thing that you thought you were going to be doing isn't necessarily the thing that you're doing, but you're still trying to like like do it the right way. And then like unexpected shit happens. And that's like the perfect moment to be like, hey, the thing you thought you were going to do. Yeah, fuck you. You're going to fall in this pool instead. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. It makes so much sense. That's cool that you came up with that idea to change it. Because usually it's, you know, it's the producers or the the, the sort of outside forces saying like, we don't have the money for it. So you're going to have to change it or you have to make it something else and or they and bring in their the, shitty non-creative idea and you're like yeah that's exa- the worst idea exactly <laughs> what if you're, you're a lobster right you're like shut <laughs> up shut up <laughs> right and usually it's it's like the creator or director or whatever who's the one fighting to try to keep it or the original you right. know keep the integrity of it or whatever yeah. but but it's cool that like you saw it needed to change you immediately came up with like a cool idea for it and like adapted to it immediately, and then other people were like, "No way, don't change it." And you're like, "Shut you can't up, change it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right, right. Thank you. Yeah, I because I did a few versions on that script, and it it was like people were like, "I just she falls in the pool, like it doesn't. Why are they staying?" And so, thank you, I appreciate that. I, yeah. I was as soon as it came to me, I was like, "Oh, this is so much more fun, you guys, right?" And they were like, "Ah, you know, <laughs> so, I don't know." So, um, but that's I mean, th- that's great end, that you stuck agreed. to your guns yeah. though. Right. That yeah. you were like. I know I'm getting that reaction and especially f- producing your first thing. Yeah. Um, I also recently pr- produced my first thing and right. I definitely had a lot of those moments where I was like, 
I think, uh, like, what about this thing? And people would be like, meh. And I'd be like, mm, they might be right because I've never produced anything before. Mm, you know, right. like having sort of totally. that, that like argument in your head being like, because I also have like fought for things and then seen them and been like, uh, I shouldn't have fought for that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of part of like, that's the that's risk. That's how you yeah, like, yeah. 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 That's um, very true. So yeah, way to stick to your guns. Well, can, yeah. well thank you. And congrats yes. on producing your, oh, thanks. your first you know, thing. Whatever. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in every project, there's something that you're willing to like die on your sword for, Mm -hmm. you know, like, or there's a joke that you're like, no, it stays. It's perfect. (laughs) You know, that you like have to fight for. And then sometimes it doesn't work (laughs) screen. And you're like, well, we tried it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like, I, I stuck to my you guns gotta on try. it. Yeah. yeah. You gotta try. Yeah. I'm all for sort of make sure you love it before you die in the sword for it, though. True. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But there's also, I like what you brought up, Alex, because there's a certain amount of that, that like persistence doesn't mean that you can't be adaptable or flexible. I right. think you right. ab- absolutely have to be adaptable and flexible to be persistent and not be an asshole right. um, yeah. not that you totally. would have been an asshole if you're like i need my restaurant but i think that if you sort of if we apply this idea to a larger spectrum mm-hmm. like sticking to your guns is one thing but like all of us everything is always sort of changing and you're dealing with other people who have other ideas and visions and you yourself are changing and like you there's got to be some elasticity in there even if like you said there's going to be some things where you're like no this is i will die in my sword for this but having some sort of like leeway in like the way it happens or the other elements around it or whatever whatever i feel like i feel like being persistent just means like keeping your eye on the prize and like never losing Mm -hmm. sight of what you're doing it for and what you're what you're doing and what you're doing it for and then that kind of like gives you enough leeway to move around which is why it probably helped you you know, when you were able to make that change kind of on the fly, because you knew what you were trying to get across. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of like how we're going to do it. Right. Yeah, that's right. The intention for the characters and the story and all of that was preserved. You know, the right. stuff that mattered the most to me. Yeah. It was just a, a way of doing it. It just a different way of doing it. And I think you're right. Like persistent, like being flexible and, and yeah. you know, that that is so important. It's kind of what you're saying about the bumps in the road or the perceived failures. You know, it, it, it's like that is part of getting to the prize. You know, that's not meant to like tell you, oh, you're doing this wrong or right. stop or this right. is the only path. It's like, yeah. no, that's just part of the. That's part of the prize itself, I would say. Because yeah. Yeah. I've also seen I was thinking about this recently. I don't remember exactly why. Um, but I feel like I've seen now that I'm like a little bit outside of having graduated college, <laughs> only a little bit. Um, <laughs> You're she's so a young, baby. but en- I'm, I'm a <laughs> tiny infant. <laughs> Enough so to have seen some of my friends who had early success after that success has now kind of worn off. Mm. And some of them are definitely are like continuing and doing other things and it's changing. And some of them had early success and then not a lot of success right after that. Because this is the nature of the business. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to me, I guess I was sort of like congratulating myself a little bit about spending a lot of time and energy building a strong foundation for my work and myself. Because I feel like if somebody, if a project comes along that's bigger than me, which is I think what I saw happen to some of my friends where like they're very talented and a bigger project comes along that's like there's a celebrity involved, there's something Mm -hmm. that's bigger than them and so it's very exciting and they get in there and they're maybe a little bit overwhelmed or uh, they do their best or, or they do a good job but 
afterwards they're like not super sure what to do with all of that right Mm -hmm. um so i think there's definitely something to be said for persistence also being sort of like small steps and pieces of something and setting yourself up so that if and when that thing does happen you're more likely to be able to like fully enjoy it or do a good job or like afterwards use that momentum to move on to something else and not just be like oh my god this big thing is happening it's happening it happened and now it's over (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean that kind of rigidity about yeah you're kind of like that that makes complete sense that people kind of have to be in the same like in the same terrain as the opportunity i think to to kind of fully yeah and it's not to say that like if an opportunity that comes along that's bigger than you it happens that that's great and it might you know it might lead to other things or or bring you up with it or whatever um but that that sort of stuff is stuff that you can't really control it would be great if we could be like i'm gonna have that large thing happen to me and now it happens (laughs) Uh, but usually that stuff is like a great wonderful surprise Mm -hmm. um but what you can do in the meantime is like be as prepared as possible because i also see people i think who have like kind of not put in a ton of effort and then a big thing comes along and they don't they like don't do a really great job in it or like you, they don't enjoy it because they're realizing that they're not doing a really great job in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's stressing them out. Yeah. Um, so it's why they tell actors to like always be in class and always be working on something and always be engaging creatively because you kind of have to continue working even if the carrot isn't like very clearly dangling right in front of your face. You're Definitely. like, I know there are carrots in the world. I know they're out there. Someday, <laughs> Someday I'm going to see they're one. They're going to all be dangling in front of my face. So good. It's going <laughs> to be so packed with vitamin A. Good for my eyes. Woo woo. It sounds like what you're saying too is like the the there's a benefit to not having an opportunity drop in your lap early on. Yes. And the the longer it takes, the more persistent. Like if you stay persistent. And it takes a while. That's actually can be a good thing because you've been putting in the time in your persistence all this while. Exactly. To be ready and be on that level when it gets to you. Yeah. And isn't it so much sweeter, too? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like if I was 21 and like, bucked it and like (laughs) became like a big deal, I would just be a bitch. Like, because I am a totally different human. I think we would all say we're totally different humans than we were Absolutely. when we were 20. Yes, hundred percent. Idiot, overconfident little bitch. Like I can <laughs> say it. It's cool. But now, twenty years later, um, I'm like <laughs> I'm better. Still, maybe a bit of a bitch. But I mean, I feel like now if I suddenly booked it and became, I would appreciate it so more. It would be so much sweeter because I've had to work my physical body and emotional heart to the bone to like get and persist in this town so yeah like, and you've you flexed those muscles so that once that thing ends because everything especially in this business ends very quickly yes <laughs> like, right if, if you get a big thing and even if you're shooting for like a month or two that's a month or two <laughs> And then it's over. And And then you you wait several years to see it. (laughs) It's crazy. So if you're like constantly kind of flexing those persistence muscles, um, you're going to be better after the thing happens to like then continue on with the rest of your life. (laughs) To readjust and keep working. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard and I, 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 we could talk about whether you think this is true or not, but that the, like the age at which you get famous, let's say you get, you know, that, that, that kind of is like, 
the the ceiling on your you know on your brain kind of your emotional maturity to some extent because you are then so sort of insulated in this people saying yes to you all the time and you know all of this kind of right. cr- oh you're right. amazing and that that there's something like you're saying about the years where you are developing those attributes for yourself and getting you know i know who i am better now i'm i'm a kinder person you know whatever all the things that you would do during the time you're not yet famous yeah that when it comes to you you're, you're kind of there you are yeah right? Yeah, it's like they say the same thing about when you have a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard that You're one. Just like done. Really? Uh, because you know it becomes all about the oh, tiny human. God. So your emotional development, sort of like. Yeah. And I'm sure you know you can continue. Moms out there, yeah, giving me yelling at the mom to radio. mom. I think it's probably yeah. just an outrage of moms around here. <laughs> Send me an email, Hags Podcast at gmail.com. What are you saying? <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think there's something to be said for Absolutely. you know younger parents versus older parents, especially that now that uh, and not as many tiny baby. Teenage w- women Talking are, about teen moms Babies being, have babies Yeah Are being encouraged To have babies mm. um, Still happens And still is encouraged By some communities Which is unfortunate That is very unfortunate But I think yeah. yeah There was probably A realization at some points That were like Hey you know Once the mom Like has some life experience And <laughs> maybe some education Just, She's yeah. actually a better mom Look at that just spitballing here, but that Just feels right. Occasionally, <laughs> not a solid yeah. rule again, but you know, doesn't well, hurt. Consider it. Yeah. Consider yeah. it. Consider yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, something else I want to talk about, which is which is like the dark side of persistence. Oh no. Right. Dun dun dun. Is like is like the like incels thing. Uh, 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 let's, uh, well, hold on, let me just open this box bummer. real quick. Yes. But the idea these like <clears throat> these like men on the internet who are like sad and lonely. I'm describing incels, right? Incels accurately. It, yes. Okay. Um incels are they, involuntary celibate. Right. They're self-described. I was say, I'm not actually sure. It, I, I, Okay, yes. yes. I don't know. You have to So it was re- recently became a little bit more into the lexicon because there was this big article in the New Yorker, oh. I think, about them. Um, but there are these, these self-described involuntary celibates, meaning that they just don't get to have sex because women are evil, essentially. Like their wow. poster boy would be Elliot Rogers, the shooter in the UC Santa Barbara. Right. Okay. Because okay. he had like, his own the manifesto. manifesto. Oh, right. He's like, those pretty girls. Like... <laughs> Because they were already yeah. withholding, yeah, and that's not fair. Yeah, and he is just the poor victim of their horrible treatment, right, or whatever. Oh my god, um, <sighs> so much hot garbage. Wow, so much hot garbage. Uh, wow, yeah, I have not heard. So, what was the New York, or what was the kind of conclusion about these folks? Are they out and about? Are they are they publishing stuff, or are they actively? Got, or like, is it just a, the red pill, four chan? Yeah, they've got their like dark holes of the internet, essentially that they like lurk in. Okay. Um, There's but, a lot of overlap with, you know, all white right nationalists. and white yes. nationalists. Oh, okay. General militia, Christian yeah. militia types. Yeah. 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 I okay. think there's Tiki a lot torch of crossover. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. Got it. Just like angry yeah. young dudes. Right. Who are all white. Right. And old dudes. And, and old dudes. Angry sure. white dudes. Angry yeah. white dudes <laughs> of all ages. Um, But yeah. So, but I, the idea that, uh, that like women are like prizes to be won or whatever, the, the persistence thing 
gives me like the heebie-jeebies mm. when you start thinking about a guy who is taught either by someone directly or sort of by society as a whole movies and stuff that like if he just wears her down with his heart and goes after her oh, he can god. get the girl oh god and yeah. that as we all know is not true it's harassment <laughs> that yeah that's just that's harassment slash leads to violence yeah yeah, that's, yeah. absolutely that's interesting because um when i did plug in persistent into google earlier i was amazed how many articles came up about men dating and women and like yeah. getting what you know you can get her guys and like i was like oh wow i mean and it wasn't just like one in the, in the feed it was just like a whole bunch of them and men publishing like hey guys you know persist you know she'll like exactly what you're saying like she'll love you someday eventually she just doesn't know her own mind she doesn't even know what she wants she really wants she you. doesn't realize that you're in the inside you're a really great guy yeah. even though on the outside you're the worst yeah. it's like uh they're like advocating for stockholm syndrome almost they're like if, yeah. if you keep her in a hole in your basement eventually she'll love you because you bring her food right because right. it's right. like you believe that you're good but all your actions and behaviors don't matter at all because <laughs> just the belief in yourself is enough right and she's the asshole right. for not seeing it for withholding but you love her so much you're gonna persist you're gonna fix her you're that, gonna show you're gonna fix her that's what they said yeah. too about the i have not researched it since these articles came out um but we actually retweeted one of them because right after the shooting that was in texas recently mm -hmm. um it came out that like there was a girl who had turned him down and like she, he shot her right. and, oh, yeah. and whatever whatever and the the thing that we reposted was some something some like very well phrased tweet or something that was like oh behind every male shooter is like a woman whose fault it is right um because like all these headlines were like it's because of this girl she this girl turned him right. down and that's why he did this and, yeah. like, like that that sort of like narrative is so frustrating. Um, but what's also even more frustrating is the idea that this like entitlement that these like young men feel to women. Right. Because they've just been told like, you know, they're like, I don't know what I imagine that they're like self-conscious because they're unattractive or unskilled or like not funny or they're not the football player or whatever. And someone or somehow they've been told, well, you just need to stick with it. Like if you just go after her and do th do these things, then like if she'll you, if you learn the game yeah. and you nag her openly in front of other females in a set. You're gonna take her home. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck all of that. Right. That is uh, so as true. As opposed to, like, learn to be somebody who's desirable or like like learn <laughs> right. to be, be someone who right. people yeah. want to be around or like yeah. like wouldn't you like to find someone who's just naturally interested in you right yeah. exactly instead of like i'm going to pursue her because of reasons right yeah. you know yeah well the other thing it, is that like uh, those dudes often are like there is someone who's interested in them but they're like but maybe they those dudes think that they're that much more attractive and so deserve a, a woman who is like societally more uh, They've put her on a pedestal yeah. and need so, to like, achieve her they instead have to get of being cheerleader like Nina, where like the girl who sits next to them in math class is like, hi, I think you're cute. And he's like, no, I'm after Nina. Like, what? Patricia's great. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, I love Patricia. She's so great. Yeah. And it's also fine for them to, to, for these guys to be like attracted to. Sure. The women. To Nina. And it's yeah. okay to like <laughs> to ask if they'd like to go on a date with them. Like, that's not that's not the problem. It's like. People like what you're saying. Like the 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 heebie-jeebie part is like the persistence. It's yeah. like when 
they say no thanks. Right. Absolutely you say, okay. ask Nina out. That is fine. Right. Everybody right. go ask Nina out. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Nina She's, gets to say no to all of you. That's and true. you have to listen. Move on. Right. Move, yep. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I'm so tired that if at first you don't succeed. Oh my God. Just stop. stop She's saying no. We're done. Please, for the love of God. Yes. Like, I definitely was in a situation like that in college. Um, and I have no idea if this person listens. And if he does, uh, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. I think you're a very nice person. Riley. Just right off the bat, I have to say that because I actually do <laughs> think that this guy is a nice guy. However, <laughs> the things that he did in college around me uh, made me super uncomfortable. Oh. Example. Uh, yes, exactly. Well, first of all, we um, lived together. He moved in with me because he was a friend of mine and we needed somebody else to like move in. Totally. And then told me like a month after moving in Great. that he was in love with me. Awesome. Um, so like... Not just that he like, liked you or thought you were pretty, but he's in love with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, also, theater school, That a lot of that one happened. I definitely have done that to people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can't really judge that. Um, but it, initially <laughs> after that, I was like, ooh, God, you shouldn't have <laughs> moved in with me if you were in love with me. Um, but also, uh, we're, we're like 19 or whatever, so... Mistakes happen. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Th thank you. That's nice. You know, something along those lines. Feel the um, and then sort of was like, yeah, no, but okay. Like, uh, you know, I wanted to be respectful. Also, because I had, I think, previously done the same thing to a, a guy and been like, I think I'm in love with you. And he was so fucking nice to me. He was like, he was like, wow, that's really nice to hear. Like, what, what, like, why? How, how like how like what that's that you know he like asked me about it and it felt so it made me feel better to just talk about it and be like even like i'm not trying to like make this a thing but like i have these feelings and i need to express them and he was like very willing to let me express them and then we could like move on with our lives so i'd previously like been on that side of it okay and so mm -hmm. i was like just nice to him and again like this isn't a guy that i'm like sketched out by categorically obviously i was right, like living my apartment right um but i was like uh uncomfortable by this thing but like these are feelings we are young Pe feelings happen and we can be nice about them without you know just like trying to crush everybody all the time right um and so sort of like thought you know we addressed it or whatever and then like a month later he was like he sort of clearly had like worked up the nerve um, to like talk to me about something and I was like what's up and he was like can I cook you dinner sometime this week and I was like okay that's a very reasonable ask <laughs> but I know where this is going and I was like Luther mm, Vandross no. on the radio <laughs> fucking white wine chill because exactly. it's one thing to like let someone kind of like express their feelings that's fine we should all express our feelings absolutely I'm a big advocate of that but then being like can I can can I do this thing for you that is definitely a romantic gesture uh, I was like, no, because there's no way that I could have let that happen and been anything other than uncomfortable, first of all. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I, w I would be the whole time just being, like, try trying to, like, shut it down. Right. And so right. I may as well just shut it down right after the bat Before it and starts. be like, this doesn't need to happen. Yeah. Not a thing. Mm -hmm. um, Good plan. So I thought that was clear enough. Yeah. It wasn't. Oh. Okay. Um, now we're getting to the... I got a letter... Like a long letter. Was it under your pillow? It was on my bed. No! <laughs> I knew it was going to be on no. around your on bed. On Valentine's Day. No. With a rose. No. And it, again, like it was just such such a clear, like bold gesture. Yeah. Like I'm going to do this and write it all out and with a flower and the thing and do the thing. 
And so like, again, like the part of me that's like, I understand what that feels like. Like I definitely was always the one being like, I wish they loved me back. Like that was my definition as a young person. Baby right. So I completely <laughs> understand how like torture it is and how much you think about it and how you're like, if I just do the right thing, it'll work. Um, I never did the things that he did, but like, I get the feeling. Right. Uh, anyway. Well, you're not trained to. What? Society doesn't keep telling you, go ahead, Riley, go get him. Go yeah. get him. They're like, Riley, stop being a slut. Yeah. And sit down. <laughs> Shut up. No. Yeah. They were just like, I don't know. Guys should like girls. Something must be wrong with you. Essentially, that's <laughs> what society told me. I was like, oh, Terrible. confusing. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's me. Uh, so yeah, he like wrote me this letter and he left it. And again, like, if I had liked him back in that way, maybe these would have been wonderful romantic gestures. Right. Um, but but no. But context is important. Uh, and I think I wrote him a letter back that was very concise, just being like, I know you think that this is a thing. Um, I promise you it's not. I, I, and I know that that probably hurts, and I'm sorry that it hurts you, but I, I swear to God, the thing that you think is going to happen will not ever happen and it's and it, it like hurts me to say that to you, but like this is the truth. It was something along those lines. I don't remember exactly what oh, I wrote. Jeez. Um, wow. Hopefully it wasn't too harsh. But I was also at that point like, wow, come on, gotta shut this down. He had like you know, whatever. There How many are, pages was the letter? A couple. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Feelings take a while. Yeah. Is it just like you carefully know? handwritten? And, and I just, think so. Uh, I might still have it. Actually, I usually uh, keep lots of things, so I might still have it. Um, and it was also just like. He had like talked to my roommates about it, and he there was like may or may not have been a song written that I never actually oh. heard. Um, oh, Riley. there was a moment when I came home and I was really excited about somebody that I liked, and we had a thing finally. Um, and he like overheard it and then like disappeared for a while, and they were like concerned and didn't know where he went. Like oh, it was just like a whole sort of ongoing thing. Um, so if if you are a young man and you find yourself consumed with love or whatever. Um, first of all, don't move in with them. It's going to make it worse. <laughs> so much worse. Like right off the, the bat. Wrong yeah. tactic. All of this would have been easier if we literally did not live. Like our bedrooms shared a wall. Ooh. Which also meant anybody that I had over probably made him God, miserable. God, yeah. that's a nightmare. Um, so like that sucks. But not my fault. Mm -mm. No, not your fault. No, um, not at all. So hard to feel responsible for all of those feelings. Right. And also like take the hint not it wasn't even, even a hint yeah take the answer <laughs> take, take the, the direct response yeah. And, yeah don't yeah and only because like it it was something like i i was very direct because i was never going to feel that way about him and i knew that for for a definite fact yeah um not because there's anything wrong with him but just because you everybody doesn't love everybody that's just a rule of the world yep yes <laughs> and he was a person that i liked a lot as a friend and lo even loved as a friend but like never was the romantic thing going to be a thing um and so i just kept feeling like i wished i could save him all of that but he just kept did he stop uh, after that i mean eventually i i graduated and moved away so Fuck. no <laughs> he <It's> only just <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, he, distance occurred. He published some poems oh, a couple years ago that were like they were nice. They were nice. Oh, um, but you know, it, it was about and it was about that time. It wasn't like current poems that he had written. Okay, um, it was about like that time of life uh, and the significance of things and whatever. And again, like I'm not gonna deny someone 
being a significant person in their life or whatever. Like that's right. fine if I'm a significant person in your life, but but the sort of like constant kind of expectation was was where it sucks. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm impressed that you were so direct with him, you know, because I think sometimes um, as women or I'll say speak for myself, sometimes when I know a guy has liked me and I'm not into him and I, you know, you try to like let them down gently. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they don't get the, you know, and you're kind of in it. it there's a, 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 a guy, a friend that I have now that's kind of like, he'll take any, and, and I'm dating someone, so it's not like, it's it should be very clear that this mm-hmm. is not going to happen, but he'll kind of take any opportunity to sort of insert like a little sexual innuendo or kind of just tiresome. comment on yeah. the fact of what he thinks of how I look. or And it's always really uncomfortable because I'm like, I, I feel like I've been as clear as yeah. I can about like, I don't feel that way about you, but it there is just kind of this um how is and it makes me angry. It actually yeah. makes, I'm like, what the fuck? Like right. why are you asking me to have to tell you how much I hate when you do this? Like yeah. and can't like it yeah. feels like energetically he should even if he was perceptive, like feel it coming off me. Here's the thing. Why? Why do they never like uh, the change in tone, the change in body language, like all the things that we do to be like, oh, no, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, nope. Nope. Like, Cause, right. cause it's, it's what you guys said already. I mean, it, it's it's not about it's you're not, playing hard to get. Well, I'm not, not even that. I'm so mean. It's, it's not. They don't really <laughs> respect you. I mean, oh, they, and they, yeah, don't, no, and they right. don't respect, you know, the boundaries you have and the and the things that you that you put out they're saying like this is this is how i am these are the things i like these are you know they, that doesn't matter to them because they're like but i want you but they don't it even doesn't matter know us. it doesn't matter to him that that you don't want him it's just i want you and i have to figure out a way to get you and that's why every mm-hmm. time that happens we send those little hints right we're like no or like a lot of times i openly at the restaurant just tap my ring there you dudes go. are like, uh, hey, what's going on? What's your deal? And I'm like, great. Yeah, did you want a latte? Just like tapping my <laughs> nice. <ring>. Um <laughs> It makes me look like a bitch. But you have to like be a bitch. Because there comes a certain point where you're finally like, hey, dude, I don't like when you do that. Right. And it makes me right. uncomfortable. And I want to be friends with you, but you're making it impossible. And then they're like, jeez, right. what's your problem? Right. And you have to be like, it's your problem. Right. Yeah. Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, it's Jeff. your problem. Jeff. Piece of shit. God. Yeah, it is their problem. I mean, this particular issue is definitely a societal thing. And it's the fact that you did a Google search and like nine out of the 10 things that <laughs> pop up are articles for guys on how to stay persistent and get the girl. Fuck, is, that's so hard. Is, yeah. I mean, that's like, that's just ingrained in men. And it's, and it's also what we talk about on the show too. Like men don't usually have a great avenue to express their feelings and, mm. and talk about how they feel about stuff or, you know, say that they're frustrated without it being something like, Man, don't women suck? I'm so frustrated by how bitchy women are all the time. And they go on their forums and they create terms like involuntarily celibate, which used to be uh, just like, like, I mean, there's a thing for that. Like, un- unrequited love is like, has been in existence for as long all, as we all have of humanity. And yeah. again, very yeah. familiar with it. Like, exactly. <laughs> of course. We've all been through that shit. But like, yeah. when, when, when angry dudes don't have a way to like healthily express their feelings, 
they go underground, they find other angry dudes, and they get angry together. Right. And then they come above ground and shoot up places or whatever. Like, yeah. it's it's a massive problem, and we need to figure out a way to let guys express themselves. Yeah, because the yeah. creepy thing that happened with the incels Ooh. is basically just that, like, they've all obviously like had this like anger and and frustration and like self-deprecating like thing brewing and then this community evolved that basically teaches them that the reason they're feeling all that all of those things is because that's what women want want them to feel and and do do mm-hmm. intentionally mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. um and that the only thing that women are actually good for is just sex uh and that they're evil and so like their their like perception of the world changes because all of a sudden the only place where they feel accepted and where they feel like and their feelings are validated mm-hmm. yeah is this yeah. vile like poisonous cesspool um of anonymous people on the internet which again as as we know is like even more dangerous when it's this like negative yeah. filled thing it can be yeah. very great and therapeutic for people in other regards but sure, yeah but yeah i mean the idea that like you get that therapeutic thing of the anonymous nature of the internet but unfortunately what's happening is is it's like filling in all the holes that you feel with like fucking poison right pumping them full of like hey and i'm sure things like oh i understand you man like this is like i'm yeah. here for you i just like, went through that we're in this together yeah. like this is what yeah. it's about it's not so it's not a defect of yours this is totally you know right. it's yeah like, exactly yeah. Right. it's not it, your it feels, fault it feels yeah. like a support group yeah. but like the but the end result is like nightmares yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's extremely detrimental to women not only from those dudes literally trying to murder women but like Revenge porn yeah. is a huge thing. Yeah. And the U.S. still doesn't have, like, any real laws or way to stop it. But, like, these same dudes, like, get to have sex with Tiffany that one time. And they film it secretly on their laptop. And then they put it up on the internet. Oh uh, because God. Tiffany never wanted to see them again. Wow. Because he was weird with her or some shit. And it's, like, we... Do you know Chrissy? I don't think so. There's this woman I was in a, a web series with, and her name is uh, Chrissy Chambers, and she's this amazing woman. She's a YouTuber. Um, her channel's uh, Chrissy and Bria, and her and her and Bria, her now wife, they like just got married a couple months ago. Um, she was a victim of revenge porn. Fuck. Um, and she wow. was like. 19 years old, oh and her God. friends started texting her like, "Oh my God, is this you? Is this you? Is this you?" And the only way she got it taken down and she won her case is because the guy that she was dating at the time was English and flew home. And the UK has laws against that. Oh, fuck. so she flew to the UK. This is like six years in the making, seven years in the making. It just happened last year. She finally got it taken down. She got the rights to it. Oh, my God. She like sued everyone in the world. But it's like really, really bad. And when she was talking wow. to me about it, it was like incredibly intense. And she was like, I had no idea that he was ever even recording me. Um, and it was like this compilation. And and some of the parts of the video were rapes that she was not awake <gasps> for. Oh, my Jesus gosh. Christ. Oh, that's... So it's like really bad. And like he was propped up and supported by this shitty like yes. red pill 4chan community yeah because yeah. you know that when he uploaded that people were like fuck yeah, yeah you got her. Wow. Wow. she's a slut yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. what a whore man yeah. yeah 
Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, it's the only way you can insane. do that to somebody is if you don't respect them as a human being. Yeah, yeah that's like, exactly what this what the incels thing yeah. is. It's just yeah. being like women are not humans. They are just like right. these creatures that do this for like evil reasons, and so they get to not see them as humans. Yeah. Right. They tried to. They're going to deny you sex right. because this is their evil intention, and so you have to somehow you have to take it. You have to take it. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> because you deserve it. God. Right. It's terrifying. I had this. Uh, this is lighter fare than the incels. But <laughs> no, darker can gain. We must go darker. <laughs> it was still somewhat disturbing. I had, um, this was several months ago. I was single and I, there was a guy, um, and like you, if he's, if he might be listening out there, bless you. <laughs> this was a really poor decision in my opinion. <laughs> but um, I, I went to high school with him. So I've known him a long time. And he, and we haven't lived in the same state since we were in high school. Um, but he's always kind of had like, whenever I'm single, he kind of pops back into my world to be like, hey, remember me? Like, I want to be with you and I adore you and you're my person and and i don't feel that way for him and he's he's actually always gonna say like you're kind of a catch if you would stop being creep not for me sure not for me that's kind of how i feel about this guy too i'm like you have a lot of really great things about you you're not just like a creep asshole but you're you're not understanding yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i don't want to be with you right so he kind of got this uh, text thread going one night where he was saying like, he's like, oh, you know, like, what are you up to? And I've been at drinks with a girlfriend. And as I was newly single, she was like, oh, gosh, like, he's really cute. And, you know, just get it like, just see what you just do a little fun texting, a little sexting, I Ooh. think, is the, as the kids call it, which is not <laughs> my thing. So like my like sexting was like. I hope you're having a lovely evening. You know? <laughs> oh my goodness, KK, so hot, so hot, dirty girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so like, not on the same page at all as he was kind of up. He was like, "Oh, I think you're so hot and so sexy," and I, and so there would just be like space between my texts. Then I, like, I, as I, if I were in he, I would interpret it like, "Oh wow, I've." sent this text out and now it's been half an hour since she's responded right yeah that was kind of oh, the, no. the oh, that was the cue i was trying to send mm-hmm. right so he said he he texts he goes well maybe i can tempt you with some photos oh no oh, and no. i was like don't please do don't. that yeah. uh, uh please don't like i'm not that's not and he's like well you can send me photos and i'm like that's what? just not, not my happen. thing i'm not gonna do that <laughs> don't send me any photos so then Emphasis you know on don't send me any photos oh, yeah, exactly <laughs> please do not send me any photos so essentially over the course of about maybe 20 minutes i got a sequence of photos oh god they were and like it like literally like there was one time i responded like wow never needed to see that but otherwise these are just <laughs> photos coming through oh my god yeah. so the first photo i got was just like him shirtless like uh-huh. selfie and i was like that's not listen we're not doing that Then (laughs) I got two in quick succession uh, in boxer briefs, but boner pics. Oh God, that's even worse. Yeah, second of which he's like boxer boner. Yeah, he's like boxer boner. that's my new band name. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. What do guys think women think is sexy? No, I know because not that. You're just like holding your own erection in, in bo- your underwear. No, what am I? What am I supposed <laughs> to do? Never once that? have I been like, no. can't wait to see oh, that. <laughs> Show me your boner and boxers. <laughs> um, 
uh, gentlemen who happen to listen, never, <laughs> never send a dick pic unless it is requested. Right. If a girl is like, oh, I want to get it. Let me see your equipment. Send away. Sure. Yep. Or if a totally. girl sends you a sexy picture yep. and Feel then free to you're in sexy picture yep. time, yes. great. Because then that has been that made a you're clear. You're likely aligned. Yes. enthusiastic yes. consent. Correct. If she's like, how's your day? Don't no. send your penis. <laughs> no. Do not send your like, penis. So it's been a hard day. Boom. <laughs> if you're ever uh, in doubt as to whether or not you should send your penis, don't. Don't. Do it. Don't. Yeah. Yep. And so after you send your penis in two boxer briefs. Oh, oh no, God. there's more. Don't send two more not in the boxer briefs. Right. Right? That okay. Seems mm-hmm. like so a, then mm-hmm. I got the subsequent erection pictures. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Then. Oh, and my this God. Was some, yeah. Tell me it was straight up butthole. Ding 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 ding! <laughs> what? It was like, oh, yeah. oh my god, how? I never, what is my life? I can't. I, I was just thinking, like, what could top that? He spread his cheeks! Yes, he no. did! But it was taken from a distance, and I want to also say that, like, from we were a texting. Distance. Who took it? That's what I'm saying. And this was in the evening. And suddenly that picture, it had <gasps> sunlight behind oh, it. Oh, so he has these, un- he has stock, he's got yes. pictures. He's got and it was him on a bed from behind, holding his balls out of the frame. Oh my God. Parting his <laughs> butt cheeks, leaning. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you, wow. Now, could you verify it was him? I could see. Well, I mean, Nicole's dying. Just so you guys know, it we'll looked, check in it with her later. It did seem, you know, like head. It was from behind. It, it, it could have been him. Yeah, sure, but sure. Hair color, build. It's I have yes. heard of uh, a common thing is like guys will just do a Google search, Google image search for penis, and they'll send oh, that. Oh, it's not what? them at all. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think. He's, he's like, pretty creative. Regardless. He's pretty creative. He's, he's very proud of his fucked, physique, yeah. I would say, as a guy. Also, like, so he's okay. kind of you're in gonna, that world. You're going to Google butthole and then just <laughs> send the rant like butthole butthole. I'm just saying, <laughs> you, could, you could verify by reverse image searching in Google and see if it shows oh, up. Right. Oh, right. I think we're right. good. Right. Think could, we, interesting. That sounds like a deep dive into <laughs> yeah. a lot of photos I never want to see. Completely unnecessary, but if you wanted to, you could. That's true. That's true. So what you're telling me is you're marrying in the Fall. That's right. Oh, Wait, no. so my dream man. What you said? You said like in the middle, like oh, I never needed to see that. Yes. What happened after? Oh yeah. What happened after? Well, there was one more pick. Oh my god. So oh after god. the asshole pick, I was like, listen, I don't feel comfortable with this. Like we've known each other a long time. I'm not gonna text anymore tonight. I think we're into different things. Yes, like I'm right. not into your butthole and you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't even know what you want me to do with that information, but whatever it is, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so he said, because in Hug It Out, there's an episode where two friends talk about that they had this sexual uh, relationship in right. the, during college. So he goes, oh, I get it. Like, dicks aren't enough for you. So he sends me a picture that he had snapped <gasps> Of his penis inside a girl's vagina. My God. And showing me the girl. Like, it was a picture he snapped that he, I don't know that she knew. (gasps) That's super fucked up. Really fucked up, right? Yeah. If you were teetering, 
that pushes you over and that, you were yeah. never teetering i right. never no, teetering but, but i was like even well, just the energy in the room went from like this guy is his own butthole what to being like you not okay somebody yeah. else is like that is so not yeah. cool that's what i said wow. i'm like this feels volatile to me and i know that this woman whether she consented to this photo or not Never intended it to be like a photo you would send out to other girls. Yeah, to she try doesn't to make. want you to yeah. see it. No, she did not sign a release form for no. that. No, so no, she did not. So, anyways, yes, that was like wow. went from funny to to troubling. But oh, yes, it was. Man. Did he follow up after that? After you were like, no, he he kind of went dormant for a while and then you'll kind of pop up like for like if i go to a festival it'll be like hey hug it out still plugging along i'm proud of you girl like xoxo and just I'm pretending like, like everything's fine and he didn't do super weird things that's Riley, his signature for everything is that butthole picture um, <laughs> it's terrible in it graphic yeah it, it is yeah it is that's his uh, you look him up on man, Google. That's the little picture you can <laughs> upload. <laughs> Again, like I really, I, I think I, I think I blew my load too early on. Boom. I don't want a picture of your boner in your boxers <laughs> because what <laughs> I really don't want <laughs> is a picture of your fucking asshole. Right, right. Ever. Yeah. I thought yeah. I didn't think it was gonna happen, but you know what? No, you Something nailed it. Something special you... happened tonight. <laughs> and I cried a little bit because I couldn't stop laughing. Oh so. my god. Also, I, j- just in case you're confused, potential guys who are listening to this, we're laughing a lot, but it's not funny. Like, yeah, yeah. No, don't, no. Do yeah. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, well, we've also talked about the the well known fact that most women are afraid that men will kill them, and men are afraid that women will laugh at them. Right. So we're yeah. laughing wow. at you. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what happens that's when we get pictures of you. Disparity. It's not sexy. It's only humiliating yeah. for yes. you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. So know so that true. to be true. No, I did. I did it. T- I said this is this is an escalation of astronomical proportions. Literally. I am like <laughs> not, I'm boggled. Yes. And then he really doubled down. And there's like some there's some like toxic shit in there with that yeah. last picture. Yeah. For sure. Right? He's like, yeah. look look at this woman. She's she's just as hot. There's like she's just as hot mm-hmm. as you. And I fucked her. Yeah. So I'm good enough to fuck you. There's like that energy yeah. behind it. Yeah. Sure. And it's not cool. No, it I don't did. Like it changed. I was like, God, this guy I've known my whole life that I thought was just like innocuous, like very persistent, and mm-hmm. the, the, you know, but you know, but harmless. Took it to a dark yeah. place. Yeah, I was like, he's okay, no longer now harmless. I'm. I would never like if I had a girlfriend who was looking for. A guy, I would be like, no, right. not if him. I, I saw you in public, home. I would pretend that I yes. didn't. Yeah, yes, I was exactly. back home at a bar, and exactly. I ran into you, and you were like, well, can I drive you home? I'd be like, no, <laughs> no, no you never. Might, you're gonna. Show me yeah. your butthole. Yeah. 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 You're going to show me your butthole. Best case scenario. Sorry, best case scenario. You show me your butthole. Oh, my God. That's the most See? awkward car ride. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just, I got something to show you. Uh, yeah. No, no. Please don't. Please. I know no, what you're doing. I don't. Just. Oh, that's, my God. I've seen it. I had to. You're going it to take You're gonna take your shoes and uh, your socks off. Oh, it's my gonna God. It's going to be like a process. You can't leave the socks on. So true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like you get your text messages into your computer now, you know, like in oh, the yeah. Yeah. So like at one point I like play, and there was just a giant, oh, you know, my God. of his asshole. I was like, this Lord. is, yeah, that's too much. <laughs> See, I think it's important too for guys to hear these stories because, you know, there's a lot of like, quote unquote, nice guys out there who, who, you know, think like, you know, why do women have such a problem with like the nice guy? Or oh, how did, how did yeah. that get such a bad rap? Oh, like, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. send pictures of my dick and I still can't get laid. Like, what, what am I, like, what am I doing wrong? 
I think it's important because I didn't know any of this shit until I met Nicole and we were together for 12 years and like I've heard all the stories of her working in bars and restaurants and being out in public and being hit on and being like assaulted and being like you know pursued when she didn't want it and and I hear all the details of it and I'm and it just opened my eyes to this happens on a daily basis and yeah. I'm only hearing about the the worst stories not like the sort of mundane day-to-day stories yeah so I think guys also need to be exposed to how much you women deal with this on a constant level yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's very true. I think that'd be very helpful for yeah. guys. And I think I think the that like I in this per, the particular situation I was talking about in college, um, I let I I didn't sh- I my instinct is to shut things down immediately if I feel any sort of sense that they are interested in me and I'm not. Like mm-hmm. I will just shut that shit down. I would rather like it makes me so uncomfortable. Uh, to have somebody who likes me, who like I don't like back, unless I they're my friend or something like that, or like so. So the the whole reason that this even like was a thing that was like allowed to exist, I guess, was because like this guy was a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He, he was a yeah. nice guy, right. Right. but he still like did these things that made me really uncomfortable and like drove me to the point of having to be like, dude. I know this is hurting your feelings and I hate that it's hurting your feelings, but like this is never going to happen. And I could, and it was a bit shitty to feel that way, but like nice guys are great and should exist. And I should have been able to have him as a roommate. And even if he said that he was in love with me and we moved past it, be able to be like, Hey, this is my friend. Like you guys should date. You're a great guy. And she's yeah. great. And like this can all work out. But instead it's like this persistence thing that takes it and ruins it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, then it's just like, oh, well, this is the only thing that defines our relationship now. It's just like right. this, like, constant battle that I am having against right. you trying not to hurt your feelings. Because, again, I like you as a person, but, like, ah. Right. Yeah. All because you, dude, couldn't you're back doing off. this. Exactly. You just never backed off. Yeah. 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 And you feel like that, just, just that, I know that, and we all do know that yeah. feeling of just like, oh, God, he's going to say something. It's going to come yeah. up. It's like going to come in. Yeah. And, and you just, it's the... the we're so taught as women to try to be nice, you know, and yeah. sweet, and, or that we and should enjoy complimentary. compliments, right? Like, oh, I should. Oh, a guy thinks I'm pretty. Yeah, like, oh, I'm just wow, trying to be you know? nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it is. It's just that feeling where you're just like, just go away now. Like, yeah. just now. Please stop. You've yeah. ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's also that weird thing that happens, and mostly with nice guys. Where they're like, you're so great, you're so pretty, you're so this, you're so that, blah, blah, blah. I really would like to go take you on a date. And you're like, oh, I'm in a relationship or, you know, thank you so much, but I'm married. And they're like, or I'm just, fuck you, bitch. You're ugly anyway, you stupid slut. And you're right. like, what the right. ever-loving fuck just happened? Where was the transition? Yeah. And are you okay? <laughs> you're not okay. You're not okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, that ha- has happened I more times than I could count. Yeah. Oh it's yeah, absurd. the anger. Like yeah. you're like, oh wow. So really, like whatever you were saying was bullshit. Yeah, right. You have this anger in you, and you almost were like setting, yeah, you know, setting you up in a way to turn him down, just so he could, like, oh, yeah, I right. knew that was gonna happen because you're a fucking bitch. And that like, goes right, right back into the narrative that they're telling each other. Yeah, because yeah. then the nice guy thing is just an act. It's yeah. a it's a ploy to take what they believe is rightfully theirs. Yeah, yeah. and that nice guy thing, I feel like they usually. 
people who who use that phrase like oh women say they like nice guys but they don't really like nice guys like th- like that i've heard so many times boring um they they usually are also they they think that like when women are nice to them they're leading them on yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. that like that we're just like pretending to be nice because we want something from you and then when you tell us that you are in love with us or whatever um and we don't reciprocate it's because that's the, the like no now the truth comes out right. you don't actually like me right when i think for wit for i mean at least for me uh you can genuinely like someone and be nice to them and be friends with them and also not want to have sex with them Mm -hmm. right yeah oh yeah sir yeah (laughs) riley you're so evolved like and also what i what i think is confusing too for guys some guys especially like the nice guy type is you know that that whole thing like women don't actually like nice guys they like the they like the bad boy thing it's it it comes from like seeing, you know, the girl that they want or seeing like the desirable girl with, yeah, with an asshole. Dating Jeff. Yeah, dating <laughs> Jeff, exactly. <laughs> and they're thinking, and, and, and they're like very like myopic, like very small minded, narrow view. They're, they're looking from afar being like, man, see that fucking Jeff always gets the hot girl, man. It's, why, why are women always attracted to Jeff when, when they're not actually understanding like, that's not a healthy relationship that's right. going on. Like, like, you don't want that. No right. way. Yeah. And it's, not right. that the, it's not that these women are with like the asshole because they like being with assholes. It's like most guys are assholes and they happen to end up with an asshole. And, <laughs> and, like, Holy they, shit. And they just haven't like ended it yet. And so what you're seeing most likely is like the result of a shitty relationship that you're like, man, why is she such a bitch with an asshole guy all the time? Like, as opposed to being like, man, that that's that's a shitty situation she might be in. Right, like that's probably the product of her inexperience <laughs> yeah. or insecurity right. or what you know. Just, and Jeff it, is really it, confident, and, and well, is. also like he is, and not he's got a to, great butthole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen it, the best. But I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> he won me yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's yeah. fucked up. I didn't think I was going to be into him. But as soon as he said that, that butthole, butthole pick, is amazing, I was like, take me oh, now. Man. You know, there's one ch- at least one chick in the world that's like. I saw his butthole. Listen, again, if you're into that, if you want a picture of Jeff's butthole, get in there. That's fantastic. Absolutely. You should ask for it. And that's the only case that Jeff should send it to you. That's right. (laughs) Right. You should say, oh, I had these. I actually set on a a timer like yesterday in the afternoon. (laughs) Oh my God. So (laughs) just in case. (laughs) I just have them on hand for you because I know how much you love my butthole. I'm imagining the situation where he put it on three seconds instead of 10 and he's like running over to the bed and like, has to hurry up and like hold his balls up and turn his oh, cheeks. Yeah. So it's like three, two, flesh. Oh shit! You you know that was like one of forty two <laughs> right. pictures. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, uh, that one. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it looks roundest yeah. in that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. my god. Oh man. So <laughs> be persistent for your dreams. Leave women alone. That's what we've concluded. Yeah, right. episode, I feel like right? those are unless, so that, yes. unless your dreams are only about women. Still, no, case, still don't. Still yeah, yeah, give up your dreams. Exactly. Find new dreams. You have shitty dreams. This all kind of goes back to my point of like thinking that like it's worse for men out there. And like obviously, again, I say this every time, it's shitty for women. But um I I feel like 
the the like equality movement or whatever has has focused more on making women more like men. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. yeah. than making men more like women and I think men should be more like women. Yep. Yeah, I would agree here, with that. Here. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, yeah, women can be strong, women can be tough, women can be leaders. Right. Men like, can be delicate. But yeah, men can have close relationships with their friends where they express emotion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, men can be like unsure. I don't know. Like men can like go through those like self-discovery moments. Men can use the phrase. Right. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop me from not making sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think men should be more like women and then the whole world will be better. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I like Agreed. That. That's all. All the lesbians are like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're better than us. <laughs> you are. You win. Oh, uh. That is so true, though. Like, like Hillary Clinton, as an example of that, I think was yeah. really pushed to be like, especially her age and the time, you know, her career right. to be stronger and wear suits and be, you know, eliminate very, yeah. anything feminine. Right. But really all of her probably truest and finest qualities are that she's very empathetic. She's a listener. She was known to be mm-hmm. someone who was collaborative, like all of much more in the female sort right. of terrain. Like, yeah. we're like, oh, those are the best. Yeah. Basically. I mean, I basically just chalk it. Like the main difference between men and women is that men compete as a, you know, general rule. I mean, that that's like their, their driving force is competition. And it's just so like unchecked competition is the most detrimental thing to especially society, but like any sort of like relationship or thing that you're trying to do. Also, I feel like there's there's like competition that's attached to personal value or personal worth. Right. Because then there's not you can't win. There is no winning. Sure. Um, or winning involves like conquering another human right. instead of being like, oh, we're in competition because like it's going to make us better, both stronger, like or like whoever wins. We're like, oh, good mm-hmm. job. Right. You know what I mean? Not yeah. just I mean, I can be very competitive, not to say that like I'm that way, but yeah. like <laughs> that type of competition is healthier than like I am going to be a better yeah. person than well, you or like I win this and that makes me great. Right. Totally. Yeah. totally. yeah. I just I think. That is competition, but the healthy competition includes something else. It includes, you know, a common goal or it includes, you know, that extra thing that you're right. you're saying is what makes it healthy competition. Yeah. But unchecked competition is just not healthy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do you guys listen to Armchair Expert? It's another podcast. I know of it, but I have not listened to so it. So I was listening to today's latest episode, um, and there's a fact check at the end of every episode where his producer and friend, her name is Monica Padman, sort of goes through the entire conversation that they had with their guest and literally facts checks the things that Dax and the guests say to like be like, oh no, you guys said this random ass statistic, but actually it's this. And it's super informative and lovely but in this episode she was talking her and dax got on the subject of she's noticed uh, a discrepancy when they have female guests and when they have male guests Ooh. when they have female guests the female guest is like monica what do you think and includes her more in the conversation right and dax even includes her more in the conversation however when there's a male guest it's sort of like dax and the dude like on Facing each other's off. shit oh wow like debating intense and monica says the only time they really reference her is when they look over at her for acknowledgement and support. So she ends up editing out her like, oh. uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I hate 
doing that. And I don't want to do it, but I it, like it, being a person in a conversation when someone looks over to you and like shakes their head, you want to be like, I agree. Like you just yeah. want to be mm-hmm. there with them. And whereas the women are like, Monica, what do you think? And like carry her into the conversation. The men just look to her for support. Interesting. And it's, and they're only like 18 episodes in. So for her to already be like, this is fucked up. I love that she's, that she's yeah. pointing it out though. Yeah, absolutely. And Dex was like, Dax said something like, when I'm on Anna Ferris's podcast, I don't feel that competition with her because, you know, we, I consider us equals and blah, blah, blah. But when there's a dude in the room, there is this, like, inherent, like, I want to be smart. I want to show you this. I want to show you that, like, competitive streak in him. And Monica was like, then you should feel that way with the women, too. You should want to impress them, too. But yeah. he, I more agree with his point that he says that he'll be, he'll feel better about himself when he doesn't want to compete. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. that's a better place to yeah. be because then you can yeah. be more of your authentic, essential yeah. self when you're sure. not constantly like putting on airs and like peacocking around the room. Totally. Yeah. But it's totally fascinating yeah. to hear them talk about it. It's a great yeah. podcast, too. Wait, armchair yeah. expert. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice, you guys. Very, very good. <laughs> we totally worked nice. out the whole world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We fixed it. Oh You're God. welcome, <laughs> universe. Thank you, Kincaid. <laughs> Thank you. You came uh, into the studio. I know. Best guest ever. And that was it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I was competing for that title. Well, well won. Will you please tell our listeners how to follow you on social media and see the things that you've created? Yeah. Well, thank you. I will. Um, I would love to. Uh, you can follow me across social media at Kincaid Walker. Perfect. Just my old, my name. There you go. Um, and you can uh, watch Hug It Out, including the amazing Riley Rose. Much more of the amazing Kincaid. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Um, at hugitoutthiseries.com. We've got all nice. the info and more than you would ever want about it. You can see all of it. So Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Me. So much fun. I'm really excited because I listen to these and I'm like, Yay. now I get to just be in the world. It's going to so. be you. It's going to be you. It'll feel weird, but also cool. Yes. <laughs> I can't feel- super listen to our episodes anymore because I'm always like, shut up, Nicole. Yeah, no, same. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you're delightful oh. on them. So, you know. <laughs> Great. Thank you. If we both shut up all the time, there would be no podcast. That's so. true. It would just be Alex, but I think it'd still be pretty good. I just edit myself out. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just, just like a guest, just like yeah. every once in a while. She's just like, like so in I a guess vacuum. I'll talk about this today. Uh, and then he just goes. So- <clears throat> End of podcast. <laughs> Just an hour of him yeah. silently checking his phone. <laughs> and clearing my throat. Yeah, nailed it. Um, oh, you can man. follow us at Hags Podcast across all platforms. Rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars only. Thank you. Write a review. It uh, it happens rarely. We get a lot of like people who just you know click the stars, which is great. But writing an actual review mm. with your thoughts and feelings. Helps us feel good about ourselves. Get creative with it, you know. Um, but also helps other people find the podcast. People can find podcasts that have more ratings. Uh, they're more likely to find them than podcasts that have less ratings. So it helps us. Makes sense. And please do it. Thank you to Alex Reeves and Point of Blue Studios for producing and having a really great beard. Truth. Oh, thanks. Uh, Both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Email us at hackspodcast at gmail.com if, with any feelings. Yes. Uh, I'm Riley Rose Critchlow. I'm Nicole Weiland. And I'm Alex Reeves. Yay! Yay! Bye! Bye! <laughs> <laughs>